Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Houston, of course, where he played a former second-round linebacker and a former captain there. So he's going to do a second interview with the Texans this week. Assuming all goes well, and it should, he'll be named the Texans' next head coach. We just want to let you all know that this is just the beginning. This is the first goal. This is just the beginning. They want to stop. Ooh. But look at us now. Oh. They counted us out. They didn't think that we would make it up. They didn't believe in us. Oh, but I know God did. Oh, yes, He did. Oh, lordy, lordy, Michael Jordy, the Beltway Boys done did it again. It is episode 73. I am Austin here with the one and only, the talented, the beautiful, you know, and I also might call him a prophet, okay? Walker, what is going on? The Texans got their guy. Man, we finally, finally things are looking up, bro. Um, Never thought I'd see... I feel like I've been saying this the past couple, like, off-seasons, man. Never thought I'd see the day we get Derek Stingley. Hopefully we say that about a QB, this draft. That's not Will mm-hmm. Levis. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's the head coach, man. So it's it's good. Yes. The Texans freaking get the maybe the top candidate this off-season after what they've gone through the last two uh, head coaching cycles, the last two years, they get D'Amico Ryans, former Texan linebacker, drafted in 2006. I think I traded in the 2011 offseason to the Philadelphia Eagles and has made a full 180 back in Houston, but this time as a coach. And, like, again, probably the top head coaching candidate uh this offseason and the texans get their guy walker first just like the curse continues for the beltway boys man (laughs) (laughs) the thumbnail curse you we put a picture of a player now a coach and that's who the city ends up getting Um, man walker how do you feel about this and you're kind of a prophet because you talked to this guy before he even became a coach or when he became a coach. Yeah. Yeah. I talked to him at, at the job and he um, said he loved to be a Texans coach. I didn't know if it was just coach speak or just, you know, just him being nice, but man, it looks like he actually felt that way. So um, it's just, it's just crazy to believe, man. The best he, I, you could argue Jim Harbaugh or Sean Payton might have been like better, like the best candidates. But I think if you're going like first time head coaches, first time young head coaches, it was definitely by far um, D'Amico Ryans. And we needed like a fresh spirit, young, vibrant leader, um, just somebody who's going to change the, the culture, bro. And somebody who's really um, – He's he understands like he understands the the what it is 
the city. Like he understands the city, he understands the Texans because he, he was here already. So um, a lot of his 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 you know his coaches was Kubiak. Um, the system he came from in in, in San Francisco was a similar system to Kubiak. His coach Kyle Shanahan was the OC here in 2008. Uh, we had one of our best offenses ever. So um, like it's it's just. It just seemed like the perfect fit. Something you were saying for a while, um, like, you know, that was your dream scenario was to get D'Amico Ryans to be the coach. Uh, I don't think either one of us really ever thought it would happen. Um, mm -hmm. But, man, it happened. <laughs> and it was the perfect timing. I mean, the the Texans have been bad, really, the last three seasons. The head coaching hires that they did go with the last two years didn't work out. You just it needed this franchise needed something, you know. They're doing all they can on the PR side to try and re-energize the fans with getting new jerseys, teasing all that. Mm -hmm. But now it needed to happen on the field, and they needed to, you know, put the product out there. This is the first step. This is the first domino to fall this off season for the Texans to really change the trajectory of where this franchise can go because it was looking bleak. It was looking like we were going to be the new Browns. You know, I think <laughs> I seen somebody local media, well, the Browns are turned around, but Detroit or Browns, you know, how they were for us growing up at least. Um, yeah. I mean, but, the Browns are still pretty bad in my opinion, but yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. No disrespect, Fig. But <laughs> with, with this hire, it, I seen uh, Paul Gallant, he works for ESPN uh, radio and he, he was like, this feels kind of like a, a service to the fans. Like this is a fans hire. And I agree with that. Yeah, it is, but it's also a great hire. Yeah. It appeases us and it gets us bought back into the team. But this is one of the hottest kid candidates on the market. He had pretty much every vacancy offering uh, or wanting his services, wanting to be interviewed or interview him. He turned down Colts, the Cardinals. He turned down the Broncos for a second interview. And it's only, you know, the Texans is who he agreed to, and that's who he signed with. And it just it's refreshing to know that somebody wants you to be part of the organization because it felt like it was like pulling tooth and nails trying to get somebody to want the job with everything circling around this organization the last few years. So and like you said, he understands it. He's played here. Who can resonate more with a player in, in this city, in this franchise, than a player who's done it? You know, I tweeted something a while ago, last week. It was like, you know, so many players in the league give their all to a franchise and trying to either get them a championship or even get them to the playoffs. And they never reap the benefits, never reap the rewards of that. This guy, you know, got the Texans to the playoffs for the first time, but now he, in, in a way, gets to kind of attempt to finish the job, but now as a coach for this team. And hmm. I think you're going to have the fans back in it, but I think you're going to have former players excited again. You, I know we sent each other that photo of all the Texans that met this past weekend at B&B &B Butchers, mm -hmm. but I think part of that was – for whatever it was for them to meet, reunite. But I guarantee you one of the biggest things they talked about was D'Amico. And I guarantee you, you'll probably see, I, you know, 
they announced him getting hired, but they haven't announced who his staff will be. I would not be surprised if it's some Texans, former Texans sprinkled in that coaching staff. Man, hmm. this is this. I'm excited, Walker. It was like we hit a home run. This is what the franchise needed, and it happened. Like for a while, nothing good was happening to this team, and now it feels like they're just on the up and up. Yeah, I think with with D'Amico, um, not only is he, I think he's like a, gonna be one of the best coaches in the NFL, just from like a, a motivational leadership standpoint, um, a buy-in standpoint. Like players are gonna, like you said, buy-in. Um, I think he's one of the smartest coaches too, as far as just like schematically too. Um, so that's going to be, uh, I think you're going to see a huge difference in, in the way that our teams play, uh, especially defense, um, the, the toughness they have, cause you watch that 49ers defense, man, they were, they were, they were tough. They were tackling good tacklers, um, which we've been very bad at, um, fly around that linebackers fly around the field secondary uh was able to play way more man than we've seen all year um getting getting pressures and leading the turnovers i want to say it led the league in interceptions this year um when you think about putting Jalen petrie in that you put Derek stingley in that christian harris um we heard we heard for want to talk about how just D'Amico, he basically said D'Amico is the reason why I'm who I am today, which is an all-pro linebacker and and basically, you know, arguably the best linebacker in football. So for him to be that emotional <laughs> about D'Amico and talk up and say all those great things about how much he helped him and, and help him become who he is, um, that just made it. That just even more confirmed it. And it's like every time you hear somebody talk about him, Kyle Shanahan saying, you know, how he was he was the leader of the defense at 21 and, you know, he, he told everybody where to be. And D'Amico talking about how when he was a player, he would uh, call out the plays or, like, know the tendencies of the other team and, and relate it to his teammates. And... Um, he just seems like a good, genuine guy, man. He seems like, like I said, like I said, Mike Tomlin, bro. I know it's, I don't want yeah. to compare them because they're both black, but um, that type of of just respect, I feel like he's going to get, you know, that people are going to just respect him. You know what I'm saying? So all he needs for, I know we were kind of on the offensive coach bandwagon, but um. All he needs is he needs a quarterback for sure. Like he needs to be paired with with his Ben Roethlisberger, um, Russell Wilson, you know, because that's been the the key um, connector for these defensive coaches who have a lot of success. Josh Allen, Sean McDermott, mm-hmm. he needs he needs his quarterback. That's a must. So. Um, we'll see what happens, man. And it seems like Cal is running the show. There, you see that he's he's more involved in making decisions. Him and Hannah, and I think um, they also are are thinking business wise too. So 
I can I can for sure see in, um, them doing whatever they can to get Bryce Young. Like, I don't know if it's going to be a trade-up. You know, hopefully they don't, like, trade up. And if they do trade up, hopefully it's not for a lot. Like, I, I'd rather not. Um, but I, like you said, I think I think they've seen all the comments because they'd be watching. Cal's even said it. He, he said he was watching Landry's YouTube. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, pod, he, he called it a podcast. But, like, Landry's, uh, like, live YouTube channel. Um, so they, they watch, you know, so, um, they know who the people want and, and they, I think they are, are ready to get that, that, that stadium back jumping like how it used to be. Um, cause they were there, they were there for that Bills game and everybody who was at that Bills game talked about how it was. So, um, I think they're, they're, they're tired of, <laughs> of, of the empty seats and they're not used to, they're not used to not selling out. So this is more. I think it's definitely a, a business decision, but I think it also was, you know, these are some of the best acquisitions you can make. Um, I don't think you, I don't think they could have done a better job picking a head coach. Um, I didn't think D'Amico would want to come here, to be honest. So yeah, that's, yeah, I don't think they could have done a better job um, picking, getting this right. Um, I'm glad you you mentioned Cal and like. You know, I criticized him a lot, criticized him a lot during, you know, the Hopkins trade. Just for not he deserved it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Just not stopping it. And just the downward spiral, the franchise went down. Um, a lot of it was some of it was on him, you know, not stepping in. But other circumstances like your quarterback having all these sexual assault allegations and wanting to be traded. and He can't control that. But. He does for all the criticism that he got. He deserves a lot of praise for getting this hire right and finally getting it right. Walker, like you said, when they played Buffalo and the energy that they that was addicting. That was like you just thought like it was our year. Like the way and for them in a position to now get another franchise quarterback and you know, hopefully start competing like that again in the playoffs. Man, I bought in. You and I kind of bought in this uh, before the season, thinking they were going to be better than they were. But yep. if if they – obviously now they got D'Amico, but if they get the quarterback we want, Bryce Young, then I might I might get a Texans tattoo on my neck or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's going to get real crazy. I'm going to, like, maybe if – I have a son, you know, name him Bryce. Might have mm-hmm. to buy Bryce's book if he comes out with a book, How to Be a Good Person, like our last quarterback did. Oh, um, man. It's just – it's such an exciting time for a franchise that felt like there was no light at the end of the tunnel, you know? So Yeah. I'm, I'm glad we can get back to – so I think are we, we're still a young – organization so we haven't we haven't had us like a real super identity yet but we we i I would say one of our identities would be defense you know i would say Mm -hmm. for our 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 most successful years we had a pretty pretty good defense so i think being able to get back to a defensive 
team and, and, and being that being the strength of our team and um having you know just I think I think it's it's gonna be fun to see man because I think we took those defenses for granted because we were so worried yeah. about getting a quarterback but but man it's been bad it's been this is the this last team was the worst Texans team I've seen since like the first couple years like yeah it was it was hard it was one of the worst ones I've ever seen they were just and, and that's why and that's why Lovey Smith had to go, man. Because they just they didn't they didn't want to play for him. Yeah. I seen Derek Stingley. <laughs> I saw Derek Stingley, man. I, I didn't even say this, man, but he like uh, after Lovey got fired, somebody tweeted like, "Thank thank you, finally Derek Stingley will have to sit and cover two all day." <laughs> and uh, he liked it, yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that was one thing I heard about Lovey. Was he was not open to suggestions stubborn, yes. or outside opinions that when he players would even stubborn. approach him, he was like, "Nope, this is my way of doing it. That's how we're yeah. doing." It. Yeah. So, I think you already kind of touched on that with the hiring of D'Amico, like how these players, especially on defense, are just going to be so much better. They're so gonna much have better. so much more information, so much more tricks to understand so much more knowledge of what's coming and both what's how to attack it what to be prepared for yeah um and then you look and at our division like it's up for grabs it's up for grabs man uh we have a real good opportunity to to get back to where we where we've been and and win this division more um because Titans are done for, in my opinion. Um, uh, they're cool. They might have one. They might have one more good year out of this this uh, team they have. Um, but in my opinion, they'd be. I think they should. It sucks because they have a really good coach in Mike Vrabel, and and I don't know when his contract's up, but he 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 might not be down for a rebuild like that, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But they have a really really good opportunity to like if they wanted to tank this is the time to well assuming that uh drake may and caleb williams or whoever else quinny was whoever else you want to name plays good this season like they have a chance to just take a down year and try to get that that um that qb because they need i think they need to um and then the colts colts are going to be interesting to see like you said, I think if they get Levis, we're gonna be good. I think if they they get CJ Stroud, I I won't like that. But not Same. much you can not much you can do unless the um unless they sit at I think if they sit at um pick four, I think the I think somebody's gonna trade up to the Cardinals and jump ahead of them. But um you can, I think the Colts the Colts are the ones who I feel their owners are a little cuckoo, but um, they have a real solid roster. They had a lot of injuries they last do. year, but they have a real solid roster still. So um, you get the right person in there, and they could, you know, they can make some noise. So we'll see, man. I think we gotta just make some some big free agent signings, Boom. and uh, get a couple of uh, people to that Miko's familiar with and know the system, who could who can you know teach some people and show them what to expect. 
I think that's that's actually an interesting point. I think that is that probably is very important to try to get somebody from the 49ers defense to an actual player to, you know, kind of show them this is what we expect type of thing. But, you know, we can talk about free agents and stuff like that another time. Yeah. But having a guy like D'Amico, you're definitely going to get some free agents okay and down to come play with you, especially from those good teams like the 49ers. Mm -hmm. Um, But let's go ahead and get into it because I feel like we were about to start hitting on it if we didn't already, but we always do a top five. And in the sake of this episode, which really is the D'Amico hiring episode, uh, I just want to do top five reasons Texans fans or anybody should be excited for the hiring of D'Amico. Like, what are some five reasons why people should really, like, be looking out for this one? For the Texans, I can go first or you can go first. I'm probably going to think of them just off the top of the head, but. Yeah, you can, you can go ahead. <laughs> for Texans fans, I know this is a. There is a lot to be excited for. So number five for me, number five of my reasons to be excited for the D'Amico hire is the support from former players. The support from former players, I think, is, is a big deal, but not the biggest deal. That's why it's number five, because having former players who have grinded out, sweated, and bled on this field and in that uniform. Um, If they're around the team, it's just good for the current players, but it's also good just for the vibe around the franchise. Like, you want to see former players walking around NRG before the game, uh, going to tailgates, doing different signings and different stuff like that. Like you said, the Texans aren't a a very – historic franchise they're still fairly new um and if you have former players who don't even want no parts of your organization that's just a bad look and i feel like this is unanimous you're going to see a lot more support uh and that's why texans fans should be excited because everybody's bought in to this former players current players and fans everybody's lockstep with this you got jj watt tweeting about it other players you know that maybe had some bad things to say aren't really uh talking as negatively now Uh, number four uh really i would say they should be excited uh we already wanted to kind of give props to cal mcnair and the ownership but this is a good sign for the franchise who's looking like they've lacked leadership, lacked direction. And to get a a hiring like this, I think this guy is going to be a coach for this team for a very long time. You mentioned Mike Tomlin as a comparison. I think that's fair. That uh, to me would be a goal. Um, And I hope D'Amico lives up to that. And I think he very well could. So um, it's just a great sign that this franchise has got it right. You know, and I think fans should be excited for that. Um, Number three, I think the fan base should be excited because they know what they're getting with D'Amico. He was a player uh, for this franchise. 
and he was a captain for this franchise, highly regarded, highly spoken of, a fan favorite for sure. I don't think I've ever met anybody who didn't like D'Amico. I think a lot of people were pissed at Rick Smith when he got traded. Um, but I think fans should know what they're they're going to get their all from D'Amico. Look at the proofs in the pudding. Look at his team that he was coaching as a defense coordinator, the 49ers. If they had a, a quarter, a healthy quarterback, I think they probably would have been fighting to get in the Super Bowl because that defense was definitely not the problem this past Sunday. Um, so I think Texans fans should expect what they already know D'Amico Ryan's, uh, what they've come to expect from D'Amico Ryan's. Number two, I would say number two is be excited for the hiring of D'Amico because you know that somebody who played at Alabama would only want an Alabama quarterback. I mean, it only makes sense. He's not going to want an Ohio State quarterback or a quarterback from Kentucky. So to me, this all but ensures that the Texans are going to get their quarterback, Bryce Young, Alabama's very own. So you're going to have an Alabama head coach with an Alabama quarterback. It's an Alabama Disney story. We've said that before. So I would be excited for that. That's my number two reason. That all but ensures Bryce Young is going to be a Houston Texan. From our lips to God's ears. Come on. Number one, you touched on it earlier, but I think he is going to unlock these players that might have been getting played out of position or maybe not utilized right. Derek Stingley is a man corner. He can shadow anybody. I think that's his best skill set. And he was not utilized in the right way this uh, this past season with Lovey Smith. And I'm actually glad that Derek Stingley didn't finish a year. What was the point? You're going to just have him in cover two, just standing in a zone, not being utilized, not – like you drafted him third overall and you just put him in a zone all year, literally all year. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I think what he's going to do with Petrie is going to be phenomenal. The guy, he had a top safety. I don't even know how to mm-hmm. say his name, but looks like a Palomalu, you know, a new version of Palomalu. Oh, I think he's, he's special. I think he's going to get the most out of Petrie. And to even think mm-hmm. that, because Petrie had, he could have been all pro. Mm-hmm. The way he was looking. And then Christian Harris, another Alabama linebacker, he showed promise. I think he had like one great game where he put up like maybe the most tackles ever for a rookie linebacker on the Texans. I could be wrong. If so, that's a big deal because D'Amico was once a rookie linebacker who looked really good. Um, and then just also, I know he's a defensive coach, but I would think a defensive coach coming from the Shanahan system would probably bring a Shanahan offense. So I'm really looking forward to see what that does for players like, you know, Kenyon Green in that zone run. Um, Damian Pierce in that one cut zone run. Mm -hmm. That's kind of nasty. Brevin Jordan is a tight end going to step up. Brevin Jordan got, looks like he got the skill set. It just hasn't come together. Maybe and that type of system, maybe he does. Maybe he becomes the Owen Daniels of this offense. Um, Nico Collins, John Mechie, like the list mm-hmm. goes on. 
for offense, but defense, oh my God. Jonathan Grenard, uh, Malik Collins, Orokru, or however you say his name, I hope mm -hmm. they resign him. But that's my number one reason is just because of what he's finna do. He's finna take these players to a whole nother level. We thought they were good last year or this past season. I think we we were just talking how they were in the overtime game with the Chiefs who are now in the Super Bowl. Like, come on, bro. Like, the Texans are really about to shock. They're about to go from worse to playoffs. Like, they're going to have a Cincinnati Bengals type of, you know, being one of the worst to now being one of the top four competing teams or top six or eight, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I can't wait. But that's my top five Texans fans or anyone should be excited for D'Amico Ryans being hired as a Texans head coach. All right. So, yeah, my top five reasons we should be hot. excited for D'Amico being the next head coach. Five is, like you said, the, the atmosphere and the the kind of respectability will be back to the Texans. Um, I think you can see around the league that his peers, not only in the in the player realm, but the coaching realm, respect D'Amico Ryans. The media respects D'Amico Ryans. Um, so I think we're going to get some, some more national relevance, a little bit more respect um, from national media. Four, like you said, I think um, – Players from the past are going to feel more welcomed, um, more willing to come back and be around and, and help and, and, and give their wisdom to the younger guys. Like you already see Andre Johnson is very, very involved. Um, I can see players, like you said, Owen Daniels, Kevin Walters, um, Glover Quinn, he was there. Um, Kareem Jackson, I don't know if he's still under contract with the Broncos, but I could definitely see a Kareem Jackson um, coming back and, and, and getting involved. He's a big – I feel like he's always out here. I, I've seen him at so many Rockets games and concerts. Um, so just just getting the older players, the, the former Texans back involved and um, just having everybody feel more welcome, man, because the, the whole Easter B is what – that era really rubbed people the wrong way and kind of pushed a lot of not only fans, but I think um, former players away too. And then three would be the defense. Um, the defense is going to be vastly improved, I believe, just not only just from a, a, a schematic standpoint, but I think the effort you're going to see, I think the the technique you're going to see, I think you, the the – the, the like you said, the willingness to play for for uh, D'Amico, you're gonna see that. I think the intelligence you're gonna see the players play with will show. Um, now we might not have the talent yet, and we'll see what happens in this draft and free agency. Um, but if we get the talent, I think yeah, it is it is gonna be a drastic improvement. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens, but. Um, if for whatever reason they like got a Jalen Carter or something like that would be crazy. Um, but yeah, so number two, 
I think, like you said, man, I'm I'm a copy of you, man. That he went to Bama. Um, he knows taking this job. I know that would had to be a question of how do you feel about um, coaching a rookie QB at you know, who we're probably gonna pick at two, you know. So he knows that's gonna happen. Um, I would imagine they wouldn't really be interested in in somebody or you know if they weren't willing to accept that at number two we're going to take a quarterback are you like what's your plan for that type of thing so if he's going to look at a quarterback he went to Alabama Nick Saban um, was was a coach I believe at Alabama when he was there maybe maybe had just got there I don't know or maybe it was a little bit before when was he a rookie? No, he no, he was rookie oh six. Probably not. Yeah, I, I don't think I, they might have. I think yeah. his rookie year was like Nick Saban's lone year with the mm-hmm. Dolphins. Yeah. So I remember, I remember Nick Saban having Marcus Vick on the Dolphins. I remember him giving Marcus Vick a chance because I was a big Marcus Vick fan. So that's why I remember that. But I, I don't think they crossed paths. But 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 either way, you know, it's still the alumni. So. I say that to say that like, he's going to be tapped in with Nick Saban more than, you know, the average coach, just because I'm, you know, I'm sure he's gone back to Bama a lot, and yeah, they have a they have a pretty strong brotherhood there of, of ex players. So just getting that direct, like personal intel of of Bryce and, um, you know, just just kind of making sure like. You can you can trust you know trust what, what Nick Saban is gonna say about a player, which he's already spoken crazy, amazing. Like I never really heard him speak that highly of, of players, like he has with Bryson Will Anderson. Um, and you see that they came back, like them coming back to play in that bowl game, man. I think a lot of GMs and a lot of scouts that 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 was big for them. Um, so I think. Like you said, the fact that he's go- he's a Bama guy, Bryce is a Bama guy. Um, it just I I think the writing would be on the wall as far as them taking Bryce if he's there too, or if they choose to to trade up um, with the Bears. So, and then number one thing to be excited about, man, is just just to be excited about having a a, a coach who. I think almost every team who who needed a coach interviewed. I think except for maybe the our requested to interview. I think except for maybe the Panthers. Um, every other team requested interview. So that shows you how much in demand he was, how much people respect him, um, and, and realize how much of a of, of a candidate he is. And, and people people said he could have been a head coach last year. Thankfully, he didn't. Um, but you know, we were able to get him this year. Um, so the fact that you can feel comfortable that you have a guy who is going to hire a great staff, um, some really experienced guys, man, he's going to put together a great staff and just a great, uh, great environment, man. And he's going to actually, uh, be a coach that we can trust in and grow with, um, as fans and he can grow with, grow with the team because he's a younger guy. Um, he, he just gives you, gives you a reason to, to actually believe in what the Texans are, are, are doing headed forward. I think that's the most important. He he gives you a reason to believe that they're actually trying to trying to get it right and not just BS us over like they have been for the past three years and just give us dog crap 
you know, pee on us and tell us tell us it's raining, you know. I think that's <laughs> you know, I think that's the that, that's probably the biggest reason to be excited. It it shows that they're trying to they're they're headed in the right direction and are taking this serious. Absolutely. Man, and I can't wait to see who they hire uh for their coaching staff. You know, I don't know who the senior bowl did they already announce who the teams are that are coaching the senior bowl? I don't I don't know, but I did see like I think we had a scout there or because I, I know last year they had it. I know last year they had uh was it Detroit. Yeah. They had Detroit. But last like Dan year. Campbell didn't coach them. Deuce Daly was the coach, like the head That's coach. That's right. That's right. And I think they did the same thing this year. I think it's like a mix of players or a mix of yeah. coaches from all types of teams. Oh. So I think you're right. So, damn. I was going to yeah. say, man, mm-hmm. hopefully they get get him hired to where he can start scouting out there or something, you know? Like, man, I'm just – bro, this is just such a big deal. And I can't wait for his press conference. Like, I feel like there's going to be a lot of former players there. Might even say, might even see JJ Watt there, man. Might, yeah, might. He was what at that little dinner. With that? I again, I, I think it goes back to just um, having good graces with former players. I think he just retired. I think he has his main house out here. I think he's going to be in like a Andre type of role. I don't think he'll be around as much as Andre, but I do think when he comes around, you know, he'll. I, I imagine him at training camp this off season or this, you know, year or whatever, when that yeah. happens, I, I just like, I see, see him around. But like, what about um, like his retiring? Like, when is he going to like, he's going to come, he has to come sign a one day contract, you know, like what's going to happen with that is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Well, I feel like, I feel like with the hire of D'Amico, I feel like that will probably speed up that process at least. Um, you know, I, I could see him that – I could see that happening. You know, maybe they do it do it like at a certain game or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't think we play the Cardinals this How did they year, do that with but, Andre? Because I know he, he signed a one-day contract and retired. Yeah. And they announced – they did it like during a halftime of him like retiring his number. Oh. I I expect them to do the exact same thing with JJ. Uh, so I would just imagine them doing it during one game this year, probably during that week, you know, maybe on a Thursday or Friday, he signs that one year contract or one day mm. contract. Oh. And then that Sunday they retire his number, put his, you know, oh, yeah. rafter up or banner up. Yeah, that's, that's, he, what I, that's what I think. He, uh, and I think, I think, I think they should, um, yeah, I think they should be like very stingy with that, actually. Cause I know, like I feel like we talked players. about this before. Yeah. We talked about this before, like who should be on that ring of honor, but I think they need to be kind of stingy with that. I'm you know? okay with that. Just like, cause Andre Johnson and JJ Watt for sure. That's who you think uh, of when you think. Yeah, should be like Texans legends. They're, probably, they're like the only two Hall of Fame players right now we, we would have. 
Um, I think DeAndre Hopkins has a good chance to make the Hall of Fame. I don't know how they feel about him though. Yeah. Um, I feel like I feel like he he could have been like a Texans legend, mm-hmm. but him leaving, and I think he's gonna get traded again this offseason, reportedly. If he goes to Cleveland to play with Deshaun, or if he go, you know, I I, I don't know. I, I feel like that one might never, might not happen, yeah. Yeah, it might be like a Dwayne Brown situation. A long situation. time, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. That sucks, but... We'll see, and, yeah, we'll see how stuff goes. We'll see. I mean, he's... They are trying to trade him, basically. The Cardinals mm-hmm. said through whoever their media person is, they leaked it to him to leak it to the media to say, oh, yeah, we're trying to trade this guy. It very well could. He could come back here. He's always here. He's always training here. I would not be shocked, and I would not be mad at it if he came back here, be wide receiver number one again. Got Mitchie in the yeah. slot. Collins on the outside. I would still try to draft somebody with the top three rounds. But would you be okay with him coming back? Oh, yeah. I love DeAndre Hopkins. Like, that's one of my favorite Texan players of all time, man. He's he's a dog. He, yeah. he man, he – he really held it down for us. Um, I don't know if he. I think he still. I think see. I think Hopkins still want to get his money while he can, though. That's that's the thing with him. That ain't gonna happen. I don't know if he's necessarily like ring chasing. I don't know if he's ring chasing yet. But I think he still want to. I think he still like wants to get paid type of thing. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But well, I would love that. <laughs> that would yeah. be perfect for our young QB. Like what? Yeah. Oh my God, that'd be blessings. That'd be mm-hmm. blessings. But we'll uh, we'll have to do a free agent draft episode soon. Kind of break it down once I guess the season ends. We uh, we got the Super Bowl next weekend, not this upcoming weekend, but it shall be interesting. But Walker, this is episode seventy-three. I would call it the D'Amico Ryan's episode. The Beltway Boys strike again, and the thumbnail curse continues. But before <laughs> we get out of here, Walker, would you like to share anything with anybody? Say anything to the people? Man, just a uh, big suck it to all those Denver fans who try to troll and those Denver uh, <laughs> fake reporters and Joe Cena Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> who try to act like uh, we could never have a chance at D'Amico and, you know, he's the, he ain't coming here. He's going to Denver. Um, you know, this one this one feels good, you know, just to kind of be like I told you so. I love it. I love it. I might end, end the episode with, I don't know who sings it, but it, it feels good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's old, like, 90s yeah, song. Uh-huh. I'll have to look it up, but. All right, man, we out of here, and we going to be tuned into that press conference whenever they do it. It's gonna, It's got to be by the end of the week, at least Thursday, Friday, for sure, mm-hmm. you would think. So we shall see. But, Walker, we are out of here. We got our coach, man. We got our coach.
Special times alone Just don't let 